The following podcast contains spoilers and words such as done and bother. Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey yo! Welcome everybody to We Watched a Thing. You've got Billy, you've got Topher, and this week we definitely watched a thing. How are you, my friend? Just a very loud intro. <laughs> I, well, I know my levels are fine because you you tell me what to set them at. So, but you don't listen to me. So <laughs> there's nothing I, to say. It's I, fine. I promise I did. I I listened to you. I haven't been peeking lately, have I? Nah, you've been fine. Okay, that's good. <laughs> How have you been anyway, buddy? Uh I'm I'm okay. Yep. Yeah. How about you, mate? I've been really good. I've been great. Happy to hear it. <laughs> have you been watching anything? I've been watching not that much, actually, since um, there's enough sport back that, you know, when I was watching, like, 15 movies a weekend, that that stopped. Yeah. Um, kind of picking and choosing now, and you'd think I'd pick better. <laughs> um, yeah, you did make a bad decision this week, because as listeners know, we hadn't decided last week what we were watching, and then it was you who said, oh, there's this new Kevin Bacon movie, which I hadn't heard about. How did you even hear about this? Mate, I've got my sources. <laughs> Your finger is firmly on the pulse. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, this was supposed to be a theatrical release, I guess. It's a Blumhouse Universal film. And then they they dropped it on demand this week. On unsuspecting victims. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about You Should Have Left, uh, based on the 2017 book of the same name by Daniel Kelman. It stars Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried, and is produced by Blumhouse. And what is it about, Toph? It's about... I mean, I, I think it's about that it's just been more than 20 years since David Kep and Kevin Bacon made a movie together and they felt like doing something because, <laughs> I mean, there was no good reason to make this movie, was there? <laughs> Do you know what makes me feel old? What? These guys made Stir of Echoes 21 years ago. Yeah, I know. Now, that is actually a good movie. Now, can we start on Kep? Because do you think there's been a more hit and miss name in the history of cinema? Like, this guy made Jurassic Park, but then he also made The Lost World. Like, I mean, this guy- <laughs> I mean, so did Spielberg. So well, that's true. But this guy's track record is really, really all over the shop. He's made some great stuff and some absolute shit. He, yeah, just some massive hits in Kep's past, and and then there's stuff like You Should Have Left. Yeah, yeah, which he directed this as well. Now, usually, I think he's only directed about seven or eight films, but he's been a writer in the industry for a long, long time. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean- This book, I mean, are you, I'm not familiar with the book at all, are you? I'm not familiar with the book, no. Because, like, you watch you watch this film, and it's not a long film- no, it's no. Like hour and a half. Yep. And what was the last we talked about this not that long ago where we were just like this is just this is just an episode of Twilight Zone. This is not a movie. Yeah, was it possibly Brightburn maybe that we felt that way about? I don't know. I've tried to drive that fucking thing from my memory. <laughs> Look, I feel the same and I feel like it's a shame because even in this movie, there are moments of things that are kind of cool. I must say, the sequence where him and his daughter are measuring the house, that's kind of cool. Like, there's some really nice stuff going on there. Mm. Unfortunately, I'd seen that in the trailer. Oh, had you? I hadn't seen any trailers. Oh, that's a shame. And that, Yeah, that's the best bit. That's just about the, the only good bit in the movie. Um, yeah, it's not great, is it? Not a great film. 
Anyway, what it's really about is this couple go away to a house in Wales before she starts her next movie in London and things go pear-shaped. Yeah, yeah, that's succinct. Um, the couple, of course, being Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. When I read, there's an age gap. Yeah, when I read the description of this film, it spoke about a man and his daughter, and I was like, okay, that's Amanda Seyfried. Clearly, that that tracks. That makes sense. She plays his wife in this, and I, that's not okay. I don't think. Okay, couple of fun facts. <laughs> Footloose came out before Amanda Seyfried was born. <laughs> Um, I'm so I'm just older than Amanda Seyfried, and Bacon is just younger than my mum. Um, now having said that, the guy's in much better shape than the two of us. Well, th- that's true because I mean, Amanda Seyfried, she must be a- around my age, right? I think she's between us, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, they both look a lot better than me. <laughs> And I mean, the guys, like the bacon, there's still some amazing volume happening in that guy's hair. Like, we <laughs> well, yeah. we, we won't have hair, <laughs> let alone. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, at, now, I mean, at least from right at the beginning of the film, the guy gets called old man. Yeah. He's certainly not hiding behind it. No, I don't, I don't think it's mentioned enough, though. I don't think that there is enough mention in the film about the age gap between these two for it to track properly. Like, okay, it's his second wife. That's fine. There's not enough mention of it, really, for it to be okay for me, I don't think. I think it needed to be more of a feature. If, like, if you're going to have an age gap this big, it needs to really be a part of the story for me. Especially because there's actually no reason for that character not to be, say, 45. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't really- Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Like, yeah, okay, maybe she needs to be slightly younger than him because of the whole jealousy thing and all that. But yeah, there's no need for her to be in her 30s. Go Hollywood. Well, that honestly, the only need I can see is that Kevin Bacon produced it, and maybe he was like, "Yeah, I need, I need her to be, I need her to be hot." (laughs) (laughs) I must say, I do really, really like Amanda Seyfried, though. Oh, she's great. I mean, she for me, like honestly, I'm a, I'm a Kevin Bacon fan, but he was not great in this movie. Amanda Seyfried was about the only thing that kept me interested for the first hour of the film, and then she's gone. I didn't mind the bacon in it, given. That I don't think anyone's working with a great deal well, that's, in the film. That's true. It's not necessarily his fault. I certainly have no no issues with the cast. And that even actually extends to the kid, who I think was kind of fine. I was about to bring that up because you famously hate child actors. I thought she hate was them. actually pretty good, honestly. Like, better than She was fine. fine. I think she was good. All right, settle down. <laughs> um, I mean, fairly- as, Okay, as you know, as many people know- not a horror guy over here. Yeah. Not into it. Um, and reasonably early on in the film, there's there's a sequence where I'm like, oh, yep, here we go. Just rolling out the horror gimmicks. Like, you know, he comes towards camera, moves, <gasps> the door behind him's open now. And I was yeah, just like, oh, yeah. I roll. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this, is this what this <laughs> is? Because I bet it is. Jesus Christ, how long did that go? <laughs> but, like, having said that, the the actual filmmaking around what is sometimes, in my book, some really gimmicky shit yeah. is, is entirely sound. Yeah. Look, and here's where I kind of have mixed feelings about this film, right? 
I think the premise is actually quite strong. The idea of this this house where it kind of manipulates time and space and things are kind of messed up. I think that's kind of cool. The problem for me is that the actual premise of the film has very, very little to do with the script, really. Like, I don't think they really play with that enough. And too much of the script is just complete and utter garbage. And while there is some nice filmmaking there, I feel the same way about the filmmaking as I do about the script. Like, the flourishes that are nice kind of don't connect enough for me with what the film is that I just found myself kind of not enjoying it. Do you understand what Mm. I'm saying? I think I do. Like, there are some moments of, you know, for example, the cinematography I think is actually quite nice, but it doesn't, you know, we talk about how cinematography should help the story and the structure, and I don't feel like it does in this case, which is where I'm left with that kind of student film feeling where, you know, sure, it, it looks nice. Yeah, okay, there's plenty of depth of field there, <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't necessarily make for a better film at all. I think it's, it's hit and miss for me. There are times where I think it's well done. Some of the use of light in the film I think is good. Um, there's sequences in the film where, and, like, this is clearly a choice. This film is made by people who know more about their craft than I do. But there are chunks of this film where it has that look where you've you've brought footage into a project and haven't graded it yet, and it has that kind of grey look to it. Yeah. Before you've attached a lookup table or like whatever you're doing to it. And I was just like, I I don't I don't get it for this film. No, no. Look, and for people who who don't know a lot about filmmaking, that's right. That's generally how you would sh- you would shoot very flat. You would shoot with not much contrast, very flat on the color, and then you would add that in post. It gives you more scope to decide the look of the film, right? Like, is that correct? Yeah, and obviously you want to differentiate it. They like they clearly want to differentiate it from the scenes where he flashes into Evil House or whatever it is, yeah, which is higher contrast, it's much more blue. But the look of just everyday countryside whales, the, the look's weird for me. Yeah, yeah. Now, can I ask, were you actually scared at any point in this film? Because you, you don't like horror movies. You do scare a little bit easily. Did Were you scared you at all? I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do. I do scare easily, but yeah, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, um, there were a couple of scenes, but not on the whole, not usually, no. Yeah, and that I think is my problem with it. I didn't find myself scared at any point. And as you know, I, I love that. I love I love that moment where you jump out of your skin. I didn't get that. And I also just didn't connect enough to the characters that, like, I just kind of found myself really bored during the movie because I didn't have anything to connect to. I like the fact that, Kind of right before it goes really pear shaped. There's been, you know, there's been weird stuff happening, but before it goes really pear shaped is when Kevin Bacon's character he kind of he sins really with the the spying on her and looking at her phone and that kind of stuff. And even though it turns out he's got reason to be concerned, it's still it's a betrayal on his part. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is this I at least rate in terms of storytelling. If this is now the point where it goes to shit for him because he can't, well, now, you know, in, in horror land, you've now brought it on yourself. It's like having sex in a in a Jason film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I get that. That that makes total sense. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but, yeah, that's cool. 
maybe you can clear something up for me. This is a constant thing in movies where people are in the bath. What is going on with movie bath water? Why does it look milky? (laughs) I understand it. You want to get people naked without actually showing anything, and it serves that purpose. But do we just have really good water here? Is that what water looks like in other places? (laughs) You know what I think it is, honestly? I think it's exactly as you say, is that you want to show as much as possible without showing anything at all. And, okay, sure, you could maybe shoot up from the bath and have the bathtub hide them. That's not as saucy as them being hidden by liquid. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Because liquid can be see-through. So you see someone laying in a bath and water the water- is famously see-through. <laughs> exactly. So if the water is hiding them, you feel in your head like, oh, that person's nudie. That's that's kind of exciting. <laughs> like, that- I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking, <laughs> why is she bathing in milk? Well, and that's why bubbles, I think, are a better choice. But yeah, I, I guess bubbles aren't as opaque as as milk, so it's a lot easier to keep them hidden if they're just in straight up milk. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. I'm not here for movie bathwater. <laughs> for how much of the movie were you thinking about, if at all, and did you care whether what actually is the cause of this? Like, is it the house or are we dealing with an evil spirit here. Yeah, look, and that, I guess, for me is where the movie falls down because as an actual horror fan, I was hoping for a little bit more horror and I was I was hoping for a little bit more of the house because, as I said, I think the house... I Here's one thing I loved. The production design of that house, really, really cool. Like, it's a cool-looking house that stays away from that traditional kind of haunted house look. Like, this isn't your Victorian-era style house that you see in most horror movies. But I think it's a really, really clever, cool piece of design. You know, like, those hallways and the doors that appear out of nowhere, it's really, really clever. And it actually is four years old, like they say in the house, in the in the film. Oh, really? It's by, a, as I understand it, an architect of some renown. Right. It really does exist and it really is four years old. Wow, cool. That's that's actually a cool detail. That makes me like this movie more. I was hoping for more of the house. And as I said, the scene where he and his daughter are measuring and realizing that things are wrong. And then there's that there's a really cool shot in this film where she runs in the house to get her coat. But then he looks through the window and she comes in from the other side of the room than what she ran in from outside. It's a really cool kind of trick. And I was hoping for more of that kind of stuff, but there's not really enough. And then at the end, when old mate who owns the house is revealed to be Kevin Bacon, I did not care for that. And I didn't understand how that was tied in or or what the house actually is. And I was really hoping to find out more about this house. How did you feel about that end reveal? Well, I, I can tell you that I certainly didn't care for his whispery voice when he was just, you know, was evil guy with cap on. I mean, but that clearly it just wasn't irritated. That me. clearly wasn't Kevin Bacon before that shot, right? Like that was a different actor, right? Well, it certainly seemed so to me. Whether it was Kevin Bacon having spent some time in the makeup chair, I'm not sure. Well, that's the problem for me is that it was just too different a person that that reveal was like, well, no, mate, <laughs> no, like mm. that's that's not Bacon. <laughs> I mean, I think they did it fairly when when Kevin Bacon's character is then wailing on him with the crutch. That sequence of, oh, wait, it kind of looks like him now to now it clearly is him. Yeah. I mean, that was at least, that was well done. Okay. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I, I don't care about that guy. No. So, were you hoping to find out more about what the house actually was or did you not care about the house? Because I certainly wasn't invested in their relationships or anything. That's why, for me, the house was the main interest of the film. Yeah, I'm okay. Prob- I'm probably okay knowing what I know of it. I like that. I mean, the movie then does end. I mean, it really does end on the house again. So, there's clearly a suggestion that it's... Oh, f- who cares? <laughs> Would you ever want to see a sequel to this film? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Bacon strikes back. <laughs> you should also have left. <laughs> Note to the audience, you should leave. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, here's, here's a question. Was Amanda Seyfried a porn actress, or was she just an actress doing an extraordinarily um, loud sex scene? Yes, the latter. Okay. Was that necessary? I think it, it at least, I mean, it stoked Bacon's character's feelings of jealousy, the fact that he was there when that scene was taking place. Yeah, okay. Clearly, it would be gratuitous if they actually showed that scene. Well, that's true. But it's just, it's the power of suggestion of him hearing the scene. I just think it's strange that it was clearly outdoors. Like, I'm thinking back on, like, movies with sex scenes in them. I I can't think of one that's been, like, out in a field. Not too often. Does that kind of thing happen in Outlander? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it does. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Maybe she was filming a historical romance. That's- (laughs) Yep. With her- Time traveling Highlander. <laughs> Great show, man. <laughs> I'm okay not knowing. <laughs> can I tell you a way in which this film would have been worse? Well, you can try, but I don't know. I don't know how right you'll be because it was pretty bad. Is if it wasn't Kevin Bacon? Yeah, okay, that's worse. But was apparent. This is. I have nothing to back this up with. I just read it somewhere and I'm running with it. This is pretty bad journalism. Good thing we're not journalists. (laughs) He replaced Nicolas Cage. Are you serious? Yeah. That would have been infinitely better. No. No, it would not have been. No, I'm telling you right now, because at least then the movie would would have accepted what it was. This is a huge problem I have with this movie is that it thinks it's better than it is. It's not a good movie and it never had a chance of being a good movie. If it at least accept- You know, like I earlier this year saw Fantasy Island. Which has copped a lot of flack as being a terrible movie. Is it because it's a terrible movie? Yes, but I have to disagree with everybody because Fantasy Island knows it's a bad movie and it has fun with it. It it doesn't care that it's a bad movie. And that is exactly why it's better than this. This movie pretends that it's a serious thriller. This thinks that it is as good as, uh, like, misery. <laughs> okay. It's not. This is a bad movie, but it thinks it's better than it is. And I feel like if it had Nicolas Cage in it, it might have accepted that a little better. Whereas just the mere fact of casting Kevin Bacon is just trying to be a bit hoity-toity here. <laughs> like, but, I mean, then you've got to recast Seyfried as well. Well, that's the problem, because Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried are far better than this movie deserves. Both of them- I can't believe it. I messaged you during watching this and I was like, did you know that Kevin Bacon hasn't done a movie in five years and he comes out for this? Like, that seemed crazy to me when I realised it had been that long since he'd done something. And this movie does not deserve these two actors. And honestly, it sets your expectations wrong. 
this is a C-grade movie that should have C-grade actors in it. It's a Twilight Zone episode. Exactly. And I think if it if it even just did that, I think I would like it better. Nicolas Cage would make this better for me. <laughs> Honestly. I think this would be off, just awful. So, we seem to be disagreeing here because you sound like you didn't find it straight up awful. Oh, I found it subpar. <laughs> but- uh, like, we were, we were sitting down for a horror film. I expected it to be subpar. Oh, we've seen some great horrors over the years, though, mate. What about Insidious, The Last Key? <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> um. All right. How are you going to score this bad boy? I would, you know, earlier today I was thinking about being generous because I was like, well, you know, I don't like horror, so maybe I should give it a an extra point because maybe, you know, it is what it is and whatever. Ah, uh, f*** it. No. Three out of ten. I thought you were going to be a three. I'm a one. This honestly is at the bottom of my 2020 oh, pile. one? Yeah, because I found nothing. Like I said, I wasn't scared. And if you're not going to scare me, at least make me care. I didn't feel anything. I was just kind of sitting there looking at the screen being like, I'm going to need another beer to get through this because it's absolute there's just nothing keeping me here at all i was really- i do understand that yeah, yeah. i think because for the most part i kind of just nothing this movie and that's the thing if you're only gonna be 90 minutes you need to make me feel something like because like i, I don't know there was just absolutely nothing in this movie to actually keep me sitting there watching it i was really really just nothing this movie so yeah one out of ten I want better for the two people involved. I also, I, I don't need for them to be married. <laughs> no, no. I mean, personally, I'd like Amanda Seyfried to be married to me. <laughs> and I can say that because I know my wife is like 50 episodes behind in our podcast, so she'll never hear this. She'll never hear it. <laughs> no. I love By the time Amanda she listens Seyfried. to this, she'll be long divorced. It's fine. <laughs> and hopefully I'll be with Amanda Seyfried at that point. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, this movie was bad. I I really 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 disliked it. So uh, yeah, I'm I I mean I am kind of surprised. I did not expect 1 out of 10 from you. No, yeah, and you know I love bad horror movies, but that's I know, the thing for me. I was watching it. I was like Billy could be anywhere from like uh <laughs> my I mean I I I didn't know where you were going to be from, but my guess was like 3 to 8. Yeah, I yeah. certainly wasn't expecting this. That that tracks. That sounds like a Billy score for this, but not just not into it. <laughs> yeah. It's not that much worse than Invisible Man. Oh, fuck you. Invisible <laughs> Man is still- You know what? I think that that's still my number one of 2020, actually. I'm sure it is. Or it might have just been overtaken, maybe to Five Bloods, actually. I need to double look at my letterboxed. But, I mean, Invisible Man is definitely still in my top five of 2020. Mm. I'm sure there's going to be films out there for the rest of the year where the final 30 minutes isn't just shit. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right. Speaking of other films for the rest of the year, what are we getting to next week, buddy? Couldn't tell you. Well, I was thinking, and you might say no to this because I'm not sure if this really counts as a film, but you know what is dropping on Disney Plus tomorrow? Hamilton. Hamilton. How do you feel about us doing Hamilton? I think I can probably live with stretching our- I mean, we can get a bit artsy, right? I mean, you know, sure. you know, I love Hamilton. You've and, you've seen and it. You know, I've seen page, it. <laughs> which I actually, you know, what funny story. You know, I love it. I know you've seen it. I actually still don't know if you like it or not. I mean, I'm cultured as. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe we get our Hamilton on next week. Yeah, that could work. I think it'll be interesting to talk about how they've lit it and shot it. All right. Well, I guess we're doing Hamilton next week then. Cool. 
Cool. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething, and we'll catch you next week. Watch a movie, folks. Well, I saw that Carlton won. Beat Essendon, those c- <laughs> 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 uh,